I'm Amy. I'm Julie. And I'm Brian. And it's time to fuck her up. Oh, I missed that part. We don't normally do it in unison. Because <laughs> we can't. We tried it for the first podcast. And we were like, yep, nope. That's never going to happen. Yeah, we tried it. We even tried har- it in person and it didn't happen. Harmonize. It's very good. <laughs> so, our friend Brian is here with us today. You may know him from such gems as Brian asks, why are the devils why bad? Why are the devils bad? Special editions today, live. Live and in color. So our friend Brian, give us give us your, your hockey background and then we're gonna we actually have Brian on to talk about Tom Wilson and arbitration uh. and labor and collective bargaining agreement because that's what Brian does. Kinda like when we have Lindsay on to talk about like concussions and shit. Oh man, hockey background. I guess I don't really have a huge hockey background. Julie just wants me to say that I was a Devils fan growing up. Um, so that's probably what this is all about. You're right. No, because you've <laughs> asked I mean when we had Danya and Lindsay on, we were like, like, how did you come here? Oh, the caps. So I moved down to Maryland. I born and raised in New Jersey, was in the military came to Maryland and I decided to pick up um, a few local teams for my kids to be able to cheer for one day too and I was only a casual hockey fan speaking of being uh, in the military can I ask you yeah, a question when they had may. all the folks who had been in the military stand up at the game last night how come you didn't <laughs> it's not, I didn't Brian. It's, not my, I, it's not my thing like the public like the appreciate me love me I don't know it's not why I did it and I guess I get I feel funny about that not looked, to say that I was like oh hey Brian was in the military and I looked over and you were uh, still sitting yeah. down looking at your phone. Yeah, no. I, uh, it's, I just don't know. Were I feel awkward asleep because like that, that game was terrible. Oh, wasn't <laughs> it? I'm telling you, I drive all the way up there and that's what I got. Brian, I'm not, not pleased. I'm never going to come to another game again. I went to talk to Brian during the intermission. He's like, this is the first game I've been to since the home opener and it's this. I'm the worst season ticket holder ever. I've been to two games all year. Uh, um, somehow I need to give you my like my unused ticket mojo because so far when there hasn't been somebody sitting next to me, I've managed to sell a seat. Now, not for face value, but pretty close. Well, that's good. Good for you. And have it not filled next to me. So win-win. What? Yeah. Oh, Amy man. loves when she sells her ticket and still doesn't have the seat. <laughs> no, and the people don't up. show up. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. That's about ideal, huh? I picked up the Caps because uh, actually my kid's uh, child care provider was a big Caps fan. He had the tickets that I have now. We uh, shared them for a few years. Then he got out and I picked them up by myself. Uh, and that's how I got into the Caps. And now it's just kind of become an obsession. <laughs> have you ever it's played great. hockey? No, 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 no. I'm not nearly coordinated enough to play hockey. I can skate. I just don't know that I can skate and do anything else at the same time. I played when you guys saw me play broom ball, and I almost died. I did not. We did not. We left because we had to get on the metro. I almost. I may have concussed myself, but I made great friends with our wonderful son Jake that day. So you stood around and talked to Jacob Vrana. Yes, and you raised his spirits. You raised his little non-goal scoring spirit. By virtue of not being a Swede, was not allowed to play broom ball with the Swedish... Swedish... uh, With the consulate or something. Uh, Yes. Embassy. Embassy, thank you. And and also, Lindsay broke her finger. (laughs) 
who, by the way, are professional broomball players. I just want everyone to know. And we uh, we showed uh, we showed up. We did good. It was a good game. <laughs> I played broomball at, at hockey and heels with Kuzi, but that you was know, a few years ago. Cassie might have actually been there. She played uh, one of the days that he was playing with them. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a fun story. I also I learned think- a lesson that I was told to wear my Chuck Taylor Converse if I was going to play broomball because they have really good traction on the ice. Bullshit. No. That part is true. The part that I did not take into account is there's no insulation in those (laughs) shoes. And my feet fucking froze off by the end of the night. I don't know. I think think I'm going with Jules here. I'm going to call bullshit that anything has great traction on ice besides like spikes. Not Converse. That's (laughs) the answer. (laughs) I've slipped and busted my ass in Converse more than once. So I don't trust that. <laughs> well, mine were relatively new, so maybe that made a difference. But still, there you go. Still had the felt on the bottom. All right, so we have <laughs> Ryan on for one main reason, which is because we still got to talk about Tom Goddamn Wilson. Julie's oh. favorite subject. She loves it. Uh, I love it about about as much as she does. <laughs> so the final step of this Tom Wilson suspension bullshit is that he went before the arbitrator on Halloween, and that's it. That's all we know. Which is now 13 days ago. Yep. Yeah. Well, so... So we wanted Brian to come and talk about arbitration and how that shit works. Because to us, it seems like, all right, this dude reduced... He got fired by the MLB. He reduced Austin Watson's sentence, suspension, whatever. It should be a sentence because he should be in jail. And he seems like he sucks to us. But Brian's (laughs) going to explain why he doesn't. Oh, man. So that's a tough uh, fight here. Uh, Because the decision about Watson definitely did suck. That was, I can't really defend what he chose there. I guess I'll start with the the role of an arbitrator. Or do you want me to start with the baseball thing, actually? Yeah, how did he end up getting fired by the MLB? Because you told us that he still works for the NFL. Yeah, he does. So he got fired by Major League Baseball after the Ryan Braun steroid ordeal. I don't know if you guys remember. It's a few years back now, though. But Ryan Braun popped uh, for steroids, and he made an appeal through the arbitration process. He denied, 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 denied. This is a really crazy story, actually, if you know the details of it. Oh, it's way worse than H. Schmidt. Um, so Ryan Braun fought like he railed against this guy that took the sample. He attacked the sample guy and he actually pretty much like ruined this guy's life. He accused him of being anti-Semitic. He just demolished this guy, but he ended up getting off because technically the guy, instead of taking his sample right away to get tested, took it to his house because of some, I forget the circumstance, but he didn't follow the chain properly. Oh yeah. Well, you kind of can't do that. Yeah, yeah, that's so, kind of stupid. So Shyam Das gets through Ryan Braun's suspension. It pissed the MLB off. Ryan Braun eventually cops to saying he took steroids when he came out in the Mitchell report. All this stuff goes down. <laughs> Regardless, the guy got his life just absolutely crushed, the, the sample taker. But MLB pretty much fired him just out of petulance. They were mad that they got this thing overturned, the suspension overturned, off of technicality. Which is where kind of the gray area of arbitration comes in. In a bargaining agreement, the arbitrator's job is to decide based off of the complaint. And the complaint in Ryan Braun's 
case was that the sample was handled improperly. He wasn't arguing that he didn't take the steroids. He said he didn't, but he got his suspension overturned because of the handling process, not because he didn't actually take steroids. And, um, which, and that's valid because from what you're saying, they were handled improperly. They were. So the arbitrator was in the right, but he got fired because the MLB was angry about it. And in the CBA, much like the uh, MLB CBA, the NHL CBA, either party can terminate a contract with an arbitrator. The funny thing is, at the time, Shandas, he had worked for MLB for 13 years or something like that. It was an incredibly long tenure as an arbitrator, which speaks to, I guess, his neutrality. Because as an arbitrator, the business of being an arbitrator, right, if you want to continue to do it, you usually end up in the middle somewhere. Like, you weed yourself out as an arbitrator if you consistently rule for the company or consistently rule for the union because one side will never use you if you you know side one way too often so it's really when you say they have the case with watson where the nhl is super unhappy like there's no way they're pleased with the way that outcome uh, happened no one should be so but, i have i have a question ahead. yeah so when you mentioned that the arbitrator has to rule based on the complaint yeah do we know what the complaint was with watson is it just i've been at, I, i've been suspended too many games i was wrongfully accused so what or- the i went and looked and i dug through it and the only thing really that i had that i could look at is there's so there's no language in the CBA about uh, domestic violence and uh, abuse like that to where there's a set punishment. So all he had to go off of as an arbitrator, um, and this is the case with a lot of labor stuff, we deal with this all the time uh, with our union, is you say this guy was guilty of XYZ. What was the previous guy punished for a similar offense? And now the culture, right, in the world, uh, we are less tolerant of this type of behavior. Ideally, we should be. You know, we like to say we are, are we? That's debatable. But all the arbitrator has to go off of is the previous rulings, the previous suspensions. So to say for Watson, when he says he got 20 games a quarter of a season, essentially, um, what did he get? 27 games. 27 he got, yeah, 27, yeah. yeah. yeah and he then got it was reduced down. to, I believe, 17. Yeah. So pretty much what he said is it's disproportionate to what other people have been hit for. And apparently, I mean, I don't know the history of domestic violence suspensions in the NHL. There probably isn't a whole lot because they probably would like to The only person I can think of is maybe Rivero, but I don't know. <clears throat> Yeah. Julie, do you know? You've got a bunch of facts um, stuck up in your head about that. Yeah. I don't know offhand of any suspensions. Literally, all I can think of is Voinov getting kicked out of the league. Like, literally because he went to jail. Yeah. Mm. And was he ever actually kicked out of the league? He left. Um, he, he, was ban- he was banned for the le- from the league. Uh, I thought he just, like, took off and because was like, they, right, peace. Um, let me look up, actually, because that has something to do with what we're going to talk about later. Because he's coming back. <laughs> oh, um, he's applied for NHL reinstatement, which means so yeah, that means yeah, he, he must have been banned at some point. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's that's really all they would have to go off. That's the case they would have had to have argued is that it was disproportionate to previous um, suspensions or anything like that. I fully expect that there will be something added to the collective bargaining agreement the next time the uh, owners lock the players out. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry I laughed and at that. Do you know what's terrible, too, is, like, just it's so funny. People get mad at the players, and it's like, they're the ones locked out. Like, how are you mad at the players? But that's the society we live in. Unions are awful, and they make trouble, and, you know. But no, so the thing with Tom Wilson, getting back to the, our favorite uh, wayward son, 
his case is essentially again that it's out of line with the discipline that's been you know applied to other players which Boy, it is have i got a case for that which it is <laughs> no you many uh, actually lately there's a whole segment now i believe yeah, recurring we, based um, off of it we will we will get to there's since the last time we recorded this podcast there have been a lot of really really questionable hits and we honestly we're gonna get pretty deep into who was suspended and who was not suspended and and um, who has ever been suspended yeah mm. yeah Kenny malkin so yeah we'll definitely get into that because it's it's another one of those things where they're applying something to Tom that is not necessarily being applied to the rest of the league. No, it definitely hasn't been. Um, not even remotely in a similar manner. And I get that he, you can say the whole thing, that the reasoning the NHL used, and this is what they're going to beat on in the arbitration case. Because the way an arbitration works is it's pretty much like a, a one-man trial. Uh, each side gets their evidence. They sit before the guy. You give your speech. I give my speech. I get to tear your speech down. You get to tear my speech down. The guy goes and makes his decision. That sounds like um, fun. Oh, it's terrible. And it's honestly something that most you know uh, labor organizations, uh, most corporations, they try to avoid because it's a coin flip. Like arbitration is the most scattershot process to decide anything it really makes no sense because the the way the guy woke up that morning if he's you know upset about something can affect his decision uh if his brother-in-law or something got screwed over by you know a, a company recently he might be angry at you know corporations and want to rule for the little guy um it's really such a strange fickle process that it doesn't make a ton of sense to rely on it the way we do but it's the best you know alternative to sitting there and going to court and tying things up for you know that that process is uh, even more drawn out and ridiculous but tom is in a funny predicament because i asked last podcast and you guys answered it um where i asked if they were drawing it out intentionally and i you know i think it has they have hit the point i expect you know the arbitrator now has had ample time to decide and i am reluctant to say that anyone's you know leaned on him in a manner to say oh you know drag it out even more it kind of feels like it though it does it really is starting to it's the length of time between the time Bettman interviewed you know Wilson and to the time he gave his response because you can't even start the arbitration process until after the response has been given Right. So, you know, even if he knew the day after his meeting with Batman that it was going to get denied and that the term wasn't going to get reduced, he still physically, by the terms of CBA, can't do anything until the ruling is given, which it was ridiculous how long they waited. You know, you're telling me you had a 20 or a 17 hour meeting or, you know, it felt like three days they were in the office together. Right. Um, and then it's Batman's like, I'm going to take the weekend to write it up, and we should go yeah. midweek next week, and then we don't hear anything until Thursday? Yeah, Please, Gary. Yeah, it was, it was really kind of... The theater of it all is been impressive i guess to say um which is to say i think gary thinks he's making a point but he's making the wrong point yeah he is and the the horrible part of it and the part that's silly is the only people losing right now and you know obviously the people that lose are the ones whose heads he's turning into mush but uh, besides them the the people are losing right now is the capitals the capitals fans um tom wilson at the end of the day, is going to get money back. I feel completely comfortable saying that he'll overturn a portion of the suspension. The 20 games, I would be shocked 
if it's stuck. And it's another one of those quandaries now because the NHL now will have two embarrassing rulings against them in one year from the same arbitrator. The issue is that with as early as in the season, uh, if they dismiss the arbitrator now, they have to go through the process of selecting a new arbitrator. The players union might push back against that you know typically the selection of arbitrator is a messy business because the way it works is the you petition the board of arbitrators the american i think the nhl uses the american arbitration association and they give them a list of arbitrators and each side says well we don't want this guy we don't want this guy and they cross names off the list until you end up with one guy who pretty much is the guy that both of them were like oh well He's the one we hated least. <laughs> so yeah, so it's like sort of like when like lawyers selection. do a voir dire for for jury selection. Yeah, it, it is essentially yeah, it is a lot like jury selection, and yeah, you end up with the guys that you're like, I don't really like this guy, but I can stomach him. Okay, and that's that's where it ends up. And you know, that's in a period where the NHL is supposed to you know be growing, the sport's getting bigger. You know, Vegas has been an unmitigated success. Uh, whether or not their team's good anymore is debatable, but the market has proven itself. Those guys are it's getting wrong. pretty mitigated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, talking about expansion in Seattle uh, next season and all this stuff like this. So in a time where the NHL is trying to say its game is growing, when they're going overseas to play games, ridiculously regular season games, <laughs> you know, to have these two black eyes to sit here and go, you know, your discipline is failing, essentially. Each time it's overturned, it's a black eye to say, you know, you said this was the punishment, you're out of line with your punishment, and you're being rebuffed. That doesn't look good on the league. Well, and it also doesn't look good for what the rules actually are, yeah. which is what we're going to talk about. Oh, man, are we going to talk about. So, yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to know about the process? Because I'm way into the weeds here. I think we're good. I think we ought to start making our case, though. What do you think, Jules? Do you want to jump straight into our case? I think so. All right. So, our case is, what's the message, Gary? Because, you know, his whole thing was Tom was not getting the message. So, the first one that happened, I believe right after, and we've already talked about how Slava Voinov has applied for NHL reinstatement. And that's not really part of the case, but it is something I want to mention because it is sort of along the lines of what they've done with Austin Watson. So, like, yeah, and what the rules are in art. Back in the league. Yeah. They really have to put something in the collective bargaining agreement about domestic violence. They do. And it's actually, mm, I hate to say this because it does look bad a little bit on the union too, but more so the the, the NHL is amendments can be made to the bargaining agreement in between the contract. And really who's going to come out and defend domestic abusers? You know, the union, you know, you, you guys thankfully, you know, were merciful on the union because I asked you to be. (laughs) <laughs> well, no, uh, I would have been. I, I mean, I was a member of the teachers' union. No. I'm pretty merciful on unions to begin with. My yeah. roommate used to work for the for the uh, National Labor Union, so yeah, or National yes. Labor and, College. I mean, if so. it weren't for unions, we'd work on the weekends. So right, know. absolutely. See, I like that. No, so. <laughs> The thing is, there can be amendments. The CBA can be changed in between the term. Both parties just have to agree. So the fact that we said already there's no section addressing domestic violence, that can be added today. Like if they sat down and the Players Association got their representatives together and 
the NHL got their representatives together. All it would take was them to say, this language says if you are guilty of domestic abuse, you're suspended indefinitely pending investigation and trial. And then if you are convicted of domestic abuse, deuces. Like, that's all it would take. And I don't know which side disagrees to that kind of language. It, yeah, it doesn't but, make... I mean. But they won't because, first of all, they don't care. No, no. And second of all, there's this whole, there's kind of a gray area with dismissing them completely from the league because then you're putting the abused party in the situation of now you've taken hockey away from this guy. What happens? So. I mean, he took it away from himself. Well, yes, opinion. but it doesn't, it doesn't look like that. <laughs> yeah. No, you I, take I the abuser's job away from them and then that's an issue. But I mean, there does need to be language in there. Yeah. Right, yeah, and Julie and I had talked about that aspect of it before on the pod, where, you know, you give a guy who is you know, has whatever issues to deal with at home and is taking whatever out on a victim and then you punish him further, well, he's going to pass on that punishment to somebody. Well, and that's where you you can change the discipline however you want it to be, but there should be something. There needs to be be lines that say, this is what happens and, you know, this is the, you know, remedy. Whether it's, you know, you have to do some kind of therapy, whether it's you have to do some form of you know, treatment or something like that to say, you know, okay, all right, he's not a risk to, you know, I don't know. But no, I think I think there are a lot of guys in the league who maybe would benefit from a little therapy. Um, oh yeah, I have seen and some not dudes, sports psychology. No, angry, I, legitimate therapy because I've definitely angry, seen angry some boys. guys flip out on the ice and been like um hey jonathan quick <laughs> i was not thinking of jonathan quick it's the competitive spirit julie that's it's all acting like a psycho like you can, there, like it's a game it's a I realize violent you're getting sport paid an ungodly <laughs> amount of money but you're still playing a game no doubt like well that should make it even better is like what are you mad about you're all going home and cashing humongous checks like whether you win or lose today you're getting paid yeah exactly <laughs> yeah no, I mean, it's testosterone, it's aggression, it's, you know, it is a fast, it's a violent sport, but it's the culture of the sport, too. You guys were talking about it last uh, last podcast, just they were raised in this, you know, deep, deep machismo, like, if I lose, it's a affront to my manhood, take the next shift with one arm hanging off, it's merely a flesh wound type uh, yes. mentality. TJ Oshie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was rough. And when we reference TJ Oshie here, here is the series of events. First period against the Pittsburgh Penguins last week. Pittsburgh? Yeah. Okay. First period against the Pittsburgh Penguins. He takes a high stick in the eye. Right in the eye. From Oli Mata. Under the visor. Yep. Oh. Like, under the visor, in the eye. In the eye. Skates off, bleeding, and holding his eye. Oli Mata doesn't get a penalty, because what's the message, I mean, Gary? If you're a Pittsburgh we, Penguin, you can do whatever the we, fuck you want. We all know that. I know we all know that. He comes back out for the second period. All right, had to get some stitches. Didn't even have to worry about passing concussion protocol. Then he takes a chicken wing in the head from Yevgeny Malkin, which we're going to get to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And comes back out! He takes it at the beginning of the third period, comes back out, and scores the game-winning goal. So what this is telling TJ Oshie is that it's okay to keep playing if you feel like you're okay, but maybe you should have been sitting in the quiet room, TJ. History of concussions, Oshie. And what it tells a lot of casual fans and some longtime fans is that he's a warrior who will come back and fight to win the game oh man you know how many of those comments i had to read i was so upset he's an idiot like yeah am i glad that he scored the game-winning goal and we didn't go to overtime that night sure 
Do I fucking hate being in the arena for Pittsburgh Penguins games? Yes, because I want to barf on everyone. It's anxiety. But he should he shouldn't have come back out. I'm sorry. He just shouldn't have. So no, and the people making like trying to act like oh he like barely got hit like no he got creamed. Are you kidding? Like me? right right in the face. Dude, like it was. Like, he looked dizzy when he was coming off. Amy's like yeah, he looked like was... he got his bell rung. Amy's on yeah. that end of the ice. Amy can see when someone on that end is just got their like, bell rung. I, I get it was a counter hit man, but Malkin's not a little dude, and he ducked that shoulder and came right up into his face like extremely large potato. Yeah. He is Shrek. He is Russian Shrek. Shrek. So what's the message, Gary? Because we're going to get to that hit, too. That's on my list of hits, but we're going to go in chronological order. A hit list, if you will. A hit list. Mark Borowicki (laughs) of Ottawa came back from a one-game suspension for elbowing, then immediately got ejected from his first game back and suspended three games for an illegal check to the head while they were playing in wherever the fuck they were playing overseas. But he's the star of the best video of the summer. Was he? He was yes. the one that sat down with the He's the between video. two ferns guy. Yes. <laughs> Amy and I, I literally never knew who the, who the like, I don't, I don't know a fucking Ottawa senator. I know two between, Ottawa senators. Between two jerseys. With pants. <laughs> and two pairs of pants. <laughs> two pants. Oh, boy. What so, a video. Following the logic that they gave Tom Wilson of increasing the suspension threefold, this is correct. Now, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with this dude. Because you can't get suspended, then immediately come back and get ejected from the game. Like, you can't do that. Yeah, but he's that player. That's the dude he is. Like, I think that's That's kind the of, dude he's always been. Like, yeah, he's been that's a Tom all. Wilson. Yeah, but he's not even, like, Tom Wilson. Like, he's, like, all he does is run around and hit people. Well, maybe he is Tom Wilson. He's, he's a defenseman, though, isn't he? Yeah, he is a defenseman. Then why? Never mind. I know Like, why. there's no there's Because no we're not actually trying game. to get headhunts, headhunting out of hockey. No, no. When you have literally a guy get penalized for a check to the head and then not get a hearing, it's what is it, like that is the definition mm-hmm. of what's the message. Braden, like, my next one, Braden, <laughs> Braden Coburn of the Tampa Bay Lightning hit Stefan Nason of the New Jersey Devils high, check to the head on ice. Coburn gets a two minute minor. Nason then goes day to day with an undisclosed upper body injury. Hmm. Doesn't even get looked at. What's the message, Gary? Curious. If it's a check to the head on the ice. It should be an automatic player safety review. I'm sorry. Yeah. It should. Suspension. There's leagues that deal with any contact of the head as a suspension. Like it's out there. If you are ejected. Doesn't soccer do that now? Yes. Yes. Immediate. I mean, this is not anything new. Like if if head contact can be avoided, it should be avoided. If you're ejected from a game for that in the AHL, you're automatically suspended for your team's next game. Yeah. Immediate. It's not even, oh, we're going to look at it. No, you're suspended. The end. And somehow life goes on. A miracle. Brendan Lemieux commits this drive by this weird ass. And I talked about this so much in the Slack this week, last week, because it was so weird. It um, was. If you can find the gif of Brendan Lemieux hitting Vincent Trocheck, I'll try to pull it up and post it on the um, Twitter because it shouldn't be that hard for me to post it because I went off about it on my own Twitter. Um, it was called an illegal check to the head at the time. Lemieux was ejected from the game and he will have a, he had a player safety hearing. He got two games for it. It was a really, really weird hit. Was it even a hit? Like he, he punched him. 
It looked like he punched him. So player safety, when I watched the player safety video, says the hit was the shoulder to the face and confirmed it as an illegal check to the head. Their statement was... Head is clearly the main point of contact, and contact was avoidable. Yes. Now, the reason I say it was this really weird drive-by hit, when you watch the play speed gif of it, it just looks like he skates past and sucker punches Trojak in the mouth. It, it really looks like it. It was like some weird jousting, like my hand is out and I will just punch you. It's, it does not look like it was shoulder to face. Um, player safety, where the way they've slowed it down and the angle they have, makes it look more like it is actually shoulder to face. But for the life of me, I could not understand what was going on in this hit. Or uh, why it even happened, because it's so totally, far behind the play. Yeah, like, where, why even make that hit? It was, oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, two... Is that enough of a suspension for that kind of hit? Two For two games, and another thing, this kid's only played 18 NHL games. This is He's only played 18 NHL games. He's never previously been fined or suspended. So, yeah, he's probably not going to get more. I yeah, but would, if, if, uh, you're, if your message is, and here goes back to your what's the message, it was not a hockey play. No. Like, they wasn't. always go, oh, it's a hockey play. And that's, play. like, that makes it better. There was nothing to do with the play. If something's like just, a hockey play, I'm happy to call it a hockey play because sometimes shit happens. Yeah. But you know I'm not here to talk about something that was obviously a hockey play. Which you should be able to get suspended for a hockey play, too, because you can play dangerously. It can oh, yeah. be involved in the Tom game. Tom Wilson does it all the time. Yeah, all the because time. Because what Tom Wilson did was a hockey play. Yeah. Sunquist was skating through the middle with his head down. Still a hockey play. Still a stupid hit. Yep. Um, yeah. Player safety gave Lemieux two games. Um, he's only played 18 games total. He's played nine this season and has 27 penalty minutes, according to um, the Devils beat reporter Amanda Stein. Hot damn. Yeah. yeah. I would you know what, assume though? he's going back to the AHL for a while. That's like always so skewed, though. Because you sit there and you have like, you figure he got the two then and then the 10 for the match so that's 12 right there like one or two big like big minute games makes your penalty minutes look bad. i don't know i, I just that's i always still, think that's a funny like a lot for nine games even if it, it is. is counting oh yeah no doubt but yeah i just always thought that was funny because you know penalty meds can stack up in really weird ways so you guys may find the next one somewhat controversial but do you think nick backstrom deserved a hearing for the boarding on ryan nugent hopkins last monday night <sighs> <sighs> because no, you I don't. don't. No, because I think he deserved a penalty. Yeah, but not a hearing. I don't. Did he even get a penalty? For that? Yeah. Oh yeah, the penalty yeah. was yeah. boarding. Yeah. Because it's like, look, it was so uncalled for. Yeah. And Time so place. obviously, just I'm gonna shove you into the boards. Like I wanted him to get suspended. I, Although that, you know, I was so mad. I was like, Nikki, you can go sit for a game because that was stupid. Yeah, I'm not gonna, you know, sitting here thinking about it now though. Like boarding is every bit as dangerous as a clear, clean shot to the head. I mean, it's... he shoved Nugent Hopkins face first into the boards. Yeah. And not to bring it up again, but here I'm gonna. That's how Marcus Johansson got his first concussion. Not that anyone shoved him. He just lost an edge and went face first into the boards. So you can hurt yourself just as badly getting boarded. You remember um, the 2016 playoffs when Dmitry Orlov got boarded? Mm -hmm. Dude got suspended for that. 
that was a penguin. How did that guy get suspended? Well, oh, probably because it was somebody like uh, Kunitz or somebody. Oh uh, yeah. Because <laughs> you know it wasn't you know it wasn't Malkin and you know it wasn't Crosby. Wasn't Malkin? Wasn't Crosby? Wasn't Latang? Although he probably would have been suspended had it been him. Latang was Latang sat out that year. He was. Oh, that's right. He was hurt. Yeah, that's why we lost. His neck was fucked up. I just feel like it was just so <laughs> uncalled for, and it's like Nick, we're up four two. Their goalie is pulled. You're 30 fucking years old. Be better. <laughs> well, like and that. that's why you and that's why you get your boarding penalty if you're Nick Backstrom and you don't get a suspension because you're Nick Backstrom and you're 30 yeah. years old and you know better and your history doesn't speak to yeah. anything like that. I just I just want everyone to know I think he should have like been fined for that because it really pissed me off. I a fine like, I a fine I could deal with. I'm not sure about a suspension. I would even go with for a suspension. I was so mad. I was like, you fucking idiot. Because it, it was just so egregious and so stupid. Don't board people. Don't shove people into the boards. There's no need for that. Oh, here's a fun one. Milan Lucic. A name we all know and love. Who's getting paid a king's ransom to do jack shit? Oh, <laughs> Liter- shit. Almost literally nothing. Um, Had a hearing for roughing against uh, some dude from Tampa Bay who I've never heard of before named Matthew Joseph. That name sounds so boring. I'm sure that's not how it's pronounced. It's two first names. It sucks. I just I just feel like Tampa Bay. It can't it can't be pronounced that way. So Lucic checks this dude and knocks him down, which is like whatever shit happens in hockey. But then he like straddles him and starts punching, which is not cool. Just like he just climbs aboard, permission to come aboard, officer, and just starts wailing away. And like you can't do that. But he only got a ten thousand dollar fine for that. Like I feel like which considering he- his salary is a couple bucks. And considering his history of being a shit weasel, like, here's my favorite one. Yevgeny Malkin got a match penalty, got thrown out of the game for elbowing TJ Oshie. And that penalty was initially an illegal check to the head on the ice. And Malkin has a history of doing dirty shit like this and has somehow never been suspended in spite of this history and has only ever been fined $5,000. And that was for spearing Dustin Brown in the 17-18 season. He did not have a hearing for this at all. What's was, the message, was the fine Gary? Was the fine a result of that suspension being rescinded? Because he was suspended. They rescinded one no, of his suspensions. that suspension that was rescinded was like back in 2009. Oh, well, still. Um, and then they have the one that came out of the game last night, which was Dustin Bufflin. Uh, Dustin Bufflin checked Brian Boyle in open ice. Boyle had the puck. It was, I don't want to say it was a hockey hit because it was it was pretty high and it was hard. Um, the devil's radio call said it was clean on the ice. Um, They're high. What I heard the announcer say was that it was a check to the head. Um, someone on Twitter told me that the review, the, the refs reviewed it and changed the call to, what did I tell you? They changed the call to Brian. Oh boy. Uh, was it roughing? It might've been roughing or, or, um, a high stick. Charging. It was no. charging. Oh, charging. Um, which kind of makes it sound like charging to me kind of sounds like a thing that you also get in trouble for along the lines of boarding. That was a terrible hit, by the way. It was not a good, like, it looks bad when you see it. No, it looks like he tried to decapitate him. He, and Buffalo is a big dude. Like he's large, he, so everything uh, they okay. Said he's everything six, seven on the yeah, everything call. is more impact. Okay, everything is bigger. Everything you know, and Boyle's not a little guy. I was just know. gonna say Boyle's big. I was like, yeah, too. no, it's not like Brian Boyle's. Yeah. Brian Boyle is also six seven. 
So it was two men of a size. But I don't know if you sit here and how you can watch that play. And I've watched it uh, a number of times. He clearly, he like he, him. yeah, he was, so Boyle's sideways. If you're looking at the play, he's coming down ice and Boyle's sideways to him. So he had the whole side of his body that he could have done. He was kind of hunched over and like as he's hunched over, he l- goes right into his head. Like he could take him out by just going into the side of his body. It would have been a clean takeout. It would have been a charge. That would have been the charge. But he specifically goes for his, if you want to say shoulders, like maybe, but it looked like his shoulder, upper arm goes clean into the side of Boyle's head. Like it was not for anyone, especially that's odd to say that the home team's radio crew says it was clean. That was not a, a clean. No, not the home team's radio crew. The devil's radio crew. Oh. oh Which is what there? was stupid. Yeah. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. Amy and I were listening to this radio call yesterday, and there were a couple of times where we were like, wait, who the fuck do these guys work for? Like, we were definitely listening to Chico Resch, but like, they were. They had lovely things to say about Winnipeg, like, yeah. way too often. But that's because everybody's all, they're jocking Winnipeg now. Everybody. It got weird. Yeah. It got weird. And I, you know, this, all right, I'll hold on to my, you know, comments about the devils later. <laughs> Save it. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, going through all of that and hearing all of that, all of these headshots, clearly it's not just Tom Wilson who's not getting the message. No, no, there is no message. The message is, there is no message. The message is, do whatever the fuck you want, we might find you for it. Yeah. Or yeah. suspend you, or not. Completely of no rhyme or reasons. None. No. Well, now I'm well, exhausted. Uh, do we want to go back and talk about something that's not concussions and Tom Wilson? Is yes, there please. anything? Do you want to talk about William Nylander? <laughs> no, that's way better. Yeah. Fun, fun. Actually, there's really not that much to say other than William. Now... William may never return to Toronto from the war, but he may return elsewhere. He will return to Carolina. They're uh, they're just they're taking uh, they're entertaining offers at this point on William Nylander. Andre and Tom, you know what I, I and this was pure conjecture, but I think you know who else I think is in that mix who? is Philly. Hey, what do they have though? Oh well, you know they got people young keep saying they do have young defense. Ghost, Ghost, and Simmons for Willie. I can see them uh, getting rid of Simmons. I cannot no, see but them not getting rid J- of Ghost. I don't think they get rid of Simmons with JVR hurt. Mm. Like that's the whole point of okay. Because yeah, the whole thing over the summer guy. is when they picked up JVR, it was like, oh, Simmons is gone. Yeah, and then he got hurt. Yeah, but I can't see them giving up Ghost. He's like one of their best defense. Maybe they can. Convince yeah, but they have two. They this. yeah, but Provorov is coming up. They have young. They have a couple young defensemen. I don't know, man. That'd be a lot of good hair. On one team. I'm saying put Nylander out there with Nolan Patrick such good hair <laughs> Brian didn't think he was gonna be talking about hockey hair tonight oh I, I hope Brian's no, ready for when we get down to the thighlights I hope Brian's ready to talk about his <laughs> hockey boyfriend when we get boy. there I have a hockey boyfriend you better make one up real quick <laughs> oh man all right i'll work on it give me give me some time here I'll all go. right real quickly i don't know how much of this philly stuff is still accurate they had to put neuverth back on ir elliot got hurt they called up Lyon. those are both those are both still accurate That's still yeah. accurate i just assume neuverth is hurt whatever when is neuverth not hurt I michael would be more bones of glass neuverth i i would be more surprised if you told me neuverth wasn't hurt 
honestly. Flyers called up Lyon as backup for Pickard. So good thing. Well, I asked what the fuck is in the water in Philadelphia. Um, the Kings are currently in kind of the same uh, situation. They are now riding Peter Budai. Yeah, and I might have put a curse on that because I was like, you know, Campbell hasn't been doing too bad. And then this morning I read, oh shit. Oh yeah, because I said yesterday, yeah, the Kings really fucked themselves when they traded Darcy Kemper to Arizona because Auntie Ranta is out and Darcy Kemper is Arizona's starting goalie and he fucking halacked us yesterday and yeah, then, he did. um so he halacked us yesterday and then i was like yeah i bet the kings are pissed about that and now campbell's and you were like yeah well the campbell's been doing pretty well well now they're fucked amy good job well you know at least i don't spend a lot of time rooting for the kings i root no i was gonna say i root for one king only but i don't even really i just like when pictures of adrian Kempe roll across my twitter dashboard That's i like when I pictures of gusto kopitar run across my <laughs> twitter feed <laughs> i just want to see adrian Kempe. that's it um i also had a note about the cap season ticket holder party but neither of us went so brian did you go brian didn't go <laughs> i barely make it up for games you think i'm gonna go all the way up there for <laughs> to, the to stand in lines on a stand thursday eat some popcorn and what do what no yeah last year no then that's last year is the reason i didn't go this year i was so excited when it was gonna be back at six flags because the best parties that i've done with them have been all at six flags and i get that they went away from six flags a few years ago now to try and do different things because it had been there you know several times in a row uh, but they should have never changed. They it was so silly. Every one of them has been progressively worse ever since they moved it away from. They there. need to change how they do that. They need to do it over, like make it a two day event. Yes, and, and and do it by the by the seniority of season ticket holders and say tiers X and Y. This is your day, and tiers A and B. Not gonna go for doing two days of this shit. And you know what? To to me, but that, they should. Yeah, exactly. They should. They don't want to. Let's be real. Would you want to do two days of that shit? Those people pay my I mean, salary. If it, yeah, if it, I would. If it, if it meant I didn't have to go to practice that day, maybe. <laughs> they have to go to practice and then do that. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. The, I know they don't have. The, I know they. I know they don't have to go to practice on casino night day or the day after because day after. Beagle told me that. No, Beagle told me that one year that they didn't have practice that morning and tomorrow morning they don't have practice either. Yeah, because everybody expects them to get hammered and some of them do. Didn't they do a skate this year too at the season ticket holder party? You could skate I they on were doing... the ice, but you had to bring your own skates. Yes, I thought they did. Yeah, they did that. They did that the last time. No, did they? I didn't even pay attention. I was too busy standing in a line in a basement to meet TJ Oshie and uh I was gonna say... go I was gonna go this year because I wanted it I have a Chandler Stevenson stick and I wanna get it signed, but like then they were like, Okay, he's paired with Tom Wilson and I'm like, Nope, pass on that. I'm not waiting I'm not getting involved. I in would have line. had to bail Julie out of some place if I was gone. not Okay, first of all <laughs> Do you know what that line would have been like? I was yeah. not getting involved in that line. Be a lot of squealing, probably. Oh my god! Do you, like, do you, you've heard the story about when I went last year and I was late getting upstairs because they had completely different wristband colors listed on the paperwork than what I actually had for what I was trying to do. I and then I get we up there and I'm like, lone female, youngish female. Walking around the upper concourse looking for where I'm trying to fucking go. And they're like, oh, are you looking for Tom Wilson? And I just stared at them and I'm like, Kuznetsov. 
it was not. It was not my finest moment. Did you actually get Koozie's signature? My brother-in-law did not. No, I took He's... a picture with him and Verona. He was in line for the signature the entire time we were in the line. Because we were in the stairs together. Remember we walked from like mm-hmm. the moon all the way down to the basement? Uh, oh, yeah, he... because you were getting in the ocean line and I was getting in the OV line. We He was in line the entire autograph session for koozie and never got it oh my god that's brutal oh it was i felt so bad I for been pissed because i feel like the tom wilson line would have made it so long that i could have waited the whole time and never gotten it even though mm-hmm. i wasn't even there for tom wilson yeah it's bad none yeah but i got for tom wilson i got uh i gotta i get one more signature because i had a puck that i had all the the world cup of hockey remember that thing that happened that one time uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had uh, all the Caps uh, Team USA players were signing a puck, and I got hosed. The f- this is the first year now, uh, another story, uh, that they did the uh, photo op, like the little, you know, they'll sign for half, and then they'll take pictures for the other half. And I was four people away from John Carlson, who was my last one, and they pulled him off the table uh, to go take pictures. And I was, like, furious. Like, my kid had gotten sick, and it was just a horrible like the experience was just awful that was at the uh, smithsonian it was the year it was there and uh, mm. yeah, the museum was nice we got to we got to hang out in the museum yeah but that was a real shit show boy wasn't it cuz they told us we couldn't bring sticks the day yeah. of yeah and then people yeah. were like leaving their sticks at the door with people and oh it was such a mess up. can you imagine being like okay we're going to have this season ticket holder party by the way you can't bring <laughs> sticks like hello this is about hockey. And they handed out maps and the maps were the most convoluted, messed up stuff. And the tables weren't right. And oh, it was, that was the worst one uh, at another venue. And they didn't let you know, like what times the guys were switching. They were no. just like, it was completely they, random. Just set you loose in there and say, Godspeed. It was bad. That one was a real mess. Like the zoo was not fun because it was dark and it kind of rained a little bit and the the how the animal houses where they had the players stunk like Backstrom was in like the ferret house and it reeked <laughs> it was so oh yeah well and it, and it was dark so like even if yeah. like the animals that were outside were outside which they probably weren't because it was dark yep. you couldn't even see those plus those paths around the zoo aren't well lit because the zoo is no. never open in the dark nope it was it was not a good one. Like I felt bad for people like you, Brian, who had kids there probably, who were probably running about and like oh my god, about to fall in lion pits and shit because you can't fall you can't in the see lion where you're pit. Going. I, I know. I did though. The did best not, part about liar. that. No, not the lion pit. <laughs> no, the best part about that zoo one was uh, the line cut off. I got hooked up by my outstanding ticket pimp, uh, Tony. Tony. I miss Tony. (laughs) He was the cutoff for Ovi's line, and he hooked me up and let me on the end of the line. Shh, I didn't say that. Tony, you're the best. I love you. If you're listening, shout out. Um, If you're listening, Tony, please turn this off. Oh, he's heard worse from me. He uh, let us on the end of the line. We had a wristband, but we didn't make it there in time to the line. But he let us in. And Ovi sat and talked to Gabriel for like 10 minutes. Uh, and they were like, he told him he was going to break all his records one day. And he was going to be a Caps player and all this stuff. It was very cute. That's it was awesome. Fucking adorable. Oh, he was so cool, man. Ovi was unbelievable. Like everything you hear about him is so true. Like how he is with kids. And, you know, a lot of these players, you know, it's what easy to say. Like? Yeah, I don't know about all that. That's your thing. Oh Go God. ahead with it. Like it smelled like elephants, so I don't know if that was. 
that wasn't yeah. Ovi. <laughs> but uh, no, but he's great. He was incredible, and he was such a you know such a great guy. Like the the people were trying to shoo him away, and he's like, get off me! Like I got this. I'm gonna talk to this little kid for a while. Yeah, it was great. So in general news, um, it's it's I'm gonna get depressing here for a second. Um, it's Hockey Fights Cancer Month. We do have some friends of the pod who have been affected by cancer diagnoses. Um, our friend Nikki, who we love dearly, fought ovarian cancer, and Ian McLaren, who is um, at Ian McLaren, I-A-N-M-C-L-A-R-E-N on Twitter, is doing um, Hockey Fights Cancer Money on the Board, where basically um, you can pledge to donate to Hockey Fights Cancer a certain amount for each goal or assist or a point or whatever from your favorite player or whoever for the month of November. You can sign up to contribute to this through his website, which is ianmclaren.com, or he's got a link up on his Twitter. I know it's like, it's, you know, the 12th, but you can still go and sign up. It's really easy to find out how many points your chosen player has scored so far in a given month by hockeyreference.com or whatever. Um, I found out about it via Tanya, who has pledged to donate $2 for every point tallied by Jacob Verana of the Washington Capitals during the month of November. And she's donating in honor of her mom. So I signed up and of course, when you sign up, it's the honor system. So the only person who knows you're a great big asshole is all of us who you told that you signed up and Ian who gets your sign up sheet. So I signed up to contribute two points for every point tallied by Marcus Johansson of the Jersey Devils for uh, during the month of November for in honor of my little brother who um, was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma over the summer. Now I will say he actually had a PET scan last Thursday and his cancer is gone. <laughs> so he will be finishing treatment and then we'll go on from there. But I'm also going to contribute $15 for, uh, and that's $5 for each goal of Brian Boyle's natural hat trick that he scored against the Pittsburgh Penguins yes on their hockey fights cancer night a which I cried about (laughs) so be glad you don't live in my house and then $15 for Jonas Siegenthaler's debut game so we're up to $36 so far you could score a few more points jojo and um i haven't gone out and done this yet but i decided to announce this on our little podcast i am going to go out and sign up and pledge a dollar for every save my hockey boyfriend makes in november damn yep (laughs) that's gonna be a lot of money i know but i didn't spend any money on any of the hockey fights cancer stuff and i usually do um when they auction it off so i didn't but that's how i'm gonna make up for it this year that's true you tried i tried I was willing to spend an obscene amount of money because Friday night was our Hockey Fights Cancer game, Friday the 9th, and it was Jonas Siegenthaler's debut game, and they had him sign his warm-up jersey, and they auctioned it off, and it ended up going for $2,000, which was significantly more than I was willing to pay for a hockey jersey, even a warm-up worn one. So, um, they raised a shit ton of money off of that, though. Um, other hockey news that is not depressing, and this is my great, great segue, um, the Blackhawks fired Joel Quinville, and... Yeah, how about? That's wild. Um, they named Jeremy Colleton of the Rockford Ice Hogs head coach. He seen, um, he's extremely handsome. He, he is seemed, extremely handsome. He seemed like he did a really good job with Rockford. So, they, I mean, they went all the way to the... Calder Cup final last year. Well, um, and somebody, 
I don't know whether it was, oh, it was Joe or Shirley or somebody last night after the game said, how about Coach Q for the Capitals? And I was like, um, no, no. how about not? No. Like, it's the worst fit for this team, period. No, we need they love don't and need light, somebody like not him. yelling. Yeah. Although if they decide to fire Hines, Quinville might work in Jersey. They need yelling. Yeah, they do. Like Captain Blood up in New Jersey. Yeah, that would actually be a really good fit. The Kings fired John Stevens and named Willie Dehardin interim coach. Um, they're planning on keeping Dehardin through the end of the season. Good then luck with that. Evaluating. I mean, they're in last place. They can't do worse. Um, reevaluating that. I mean, don't considering their goalie situation, they probably could. I mean, no, they're literally in last place. They can't do worse. I mean, go for the tank, boys. Go they for the can't, tank. Like, it's not like they can drop to 32nd place. True. Like, they're all old as shit anyway. They're not going to speak to Quinville. They did reach a consulting agreement with Adam Oates, which is kind of interesting. Womp womp. Also, Amy had added this as the placanic. Uh, yeah, I was a little confused about that Was put on waivers happened. for the purposes of terminating his contract, but then it did come out that he was retiring. Happy trails, plucky. We've already talked about a bunch of lowlights, which mostly hits the head. Um, the NHL settled their concussion settlements. Concussion, help me. Uh, oh, CTE? Their concussion um, suit. Suit is the word I'm looking Lawsuit. for. Ah. Thanks, guys. That was super helpful. <laughs> Um, they settled that I today. I believe Brian had mentioned that some people were still planning on um, taking that to court. There are a couple of people that are still planning on taking it to court because it's a shitty settlement and there's lots of Gary Bettman lawyering involved in that settlement. Um, well, hire a lawyer to do a businessman's job. There's a lot of like depressing Washington Capitals stuff in here. Ugh. Because they suck. Right well, they the suck. Capitals have been depressing lately, so. Um, they yeah. put Mason Walker on waivers. He cleared this time. He ended up in Hershey. Thank God. Got in a fight last night and then got sucker punched. He fought a guy a foot taller than him, which is always impressive. But you know what? Sometimes when you're short, you're really, really mean. Yeah, but aren't like, like how many players aren't a foot taller than Nathan Walker? Well, not like, all in, of them are. That's up. exactly what I said last night. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, oh, <laughs> he fought a guy a foot taller than him. That's literally well, every player. When. I say a foot taller than. I mean that <laughs> literally. I mean this dude was like literally six foot eight inches tall. Nate Walker's not five eight. Maybe on skates. All right. <laughs> you let Nathan Walker lie about his height all he wants to, okay? Donnie's gonna come get Brian. She's gonna get on a plane and come over and sucker punch somebody a foot taller than her. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of people, it doesn't take much to be a foot taller than. So anyway, he ended up in Hershey. Jacob Verana got demoted to the fourth line because of a turnover, Rrr. quote unquote turnover. No. In overtime of against Dallas Carlson. I know, I know. But let me tell you, the entire internet was like, oh, Jacob Verana did this. He fell down. He should have blah, 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 blah. Look, I was already yelling at John Carlson and didn't even notice Jacob Verana had fallen down. Look, I literally down. did not see Jacob Verana falling down because I was so busy watching John Carlson not do his job. If falling down was a crime, I don't even want to know what the internet would say about TJ Oshie. Oh my god, the TJ Oshie school of skating. TJ Oshie can't fucking skate. It's just, it's incredible. <laughs> you know, I asked my friend Chris that often sits next to me. You've met Chris. Um, yes, Chris the Ginger. Both he and his brother are players, and um, his brother coaches Pee Wee. And I said, all right, so tell me if I'm noticing this right. Does TJ Oshie, especially when he glides, but... 
even when he's actually skating, it looks like he puts his weight, like he leans his weight towards the back end of his body. Like it's almost like he's leaning back while he glides rather than like leaning into his skate. And Chris said, you're right. You're exactly right. He puts his weight he, he puts his weight really far back on his skate, which is why he falls down all the time. So really what you're saying is someone needs to reteach TJ Oshie how to learn how to skate. How to learn how to skate? How to skate. He doesn't know how to fucking <laughs> skate. Me and TJ Oshie can learn together. Hey, well, maybe he'll relearn when he teaches his girls. Aww. Maybe he should let Nick Backstrom teach them. I mean... Does, does he want to past this not being able to skate correctly down. Anyway, so Verona gets demoted. We know historically that doesn't work. He has a confidence issue. Um, he's gotten jerked around a lot by the organization. Um, Both. What? Both. Hershey and well, yeah, the or- that's, that's, the that's the organization. Um, no, because right. because like what happened is he got called up, didn't play. I mean, like he didn't play up here that long, so he didn't really get a chance to settle in. Then he got sent back down, and then he got scratched down in Hershey, and then he got called up like they were expecting him to play, and he was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know whether I'm a good player or a bad player anymore. It's bullshit. It's, Which he's good. He's a very good player. Um, it's kind of they are doing the same thing to him that they do to Andre Burakovsky, where scratching Andre tends to jumpstart him. It does. It does not work for Jacob Verona. It does not. Punishing him. Punishing Andre works. Punishing Verona doesn't work. Yeah, they moved him to the fourth line, and he immediately scored in the next game. But I don't think that's because they moved him to the fourth line. I don't think it's because, like, he was trying to prove something. I think it was because he was literally on the ice with the Hershey Bears and Devontae Smith-Pelly. Because when he scored that goal, it was... It was him and Travis Boyd. Verona on a line with Travis Boyd Boyd and Devontae Smith-Pelly. And the two defensemen out there were Bowie and Juice who Verona played with in Hershey. So um, I'm, I'm sure that Reardon won't see it that way. He did get the re-promo back up to the second line last night to play with Stevenson and Kuznetsov, but that didn't Which last Which did very not long. go well. No, it did not go well. It, th- that didn't last very long either because I started seeing Burakovsky out with them. Which, what's up with Kuzi? I don't know, but Kuzi ain't doing Kuzi things. No. Besides and taking I mean, penalties. He's still doing that. Well... I said last Those night, should not be koozie things. I was like, oh, koozie took a penalty for hooking? That never happens. Hooking or slashing, I 100% believe Yevgeny Kuznetsov did it. Well. Because I feel the same thing about like. And oh, or a Russian. <laughs> oh, Ovi took a slashing penalty? That never happens. Or Orlov. It's the Russians. Backstrom. They need to tighten up. Look, Backstrom of, a hell of a lot of slashing penalties. Speaking of needing to tighten up, I feel the need to mention that perhaps the boys don't have as much confidence in themselves because that's kind of what it seems like at this point because it doesn't seem like their coach has a lot of confidence in them, period. Is it just me or is is Toddles just kind of a little mealy-mouthed when it comes to talking about his team and putting some confidence in them publicly? Amy, I'm going to be real with you. I haven't paid attention to shit that dude has said. Not a word. I, I'm glad you said it because I have no desire to even listen to anything he says. I, I... Well, see, and and I think that probably speaks to a point, too, because you two are two of the most pe- passionate people about hockey that I know. And if you don't feel like listening to him, 
to the boys? I so here's guarantee you I've listened to Spencer Carberry give more <coughs> interviews than I have Todd Reardon. The thing is, like, where I'm coming from, though, is we are going from Barry, who, for all his faults and Barry-isms, was a, like, really good... Make sure you drink water. Gotta oh, hydrate. man. <laughs> he was a great, like, player coach, and he was a great, uh, like, a motivational kind of guy. And he was easy to, like, listen to in an interview. It was stupid sometimes, yeah. Can we but, hire Brooks Orpic if he's not dead as a coach? Are we sure he's not? Look, I don't know if Brooks Orpic is not dead. Can we prop him up like weekend at Barney's? Like, put some kale under his nose; it'll wake him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but going from Barry to to Todd, it's just like a weird personality shift, and I don't, I don't, I don't. It's care. it's like you're going from your favorite gym coach to your kindergarten teacher. At least that's yeah. what it seems like to me. Yeah, kind of, yeah. I'm with that. I'm, like, not at a point. Like, I'm at the point in the season where if it's not someone I really like being interviewed, I'm not going to listen to it. So, basically, I've watched Jacob Verona be interviewed. That's it. And since they called Siegenthaler <laughs> up, that's what I've watched. Siegenthaler and Verona. Thank God Siegenthaler doesn't talk- have a list they never talk to christian juice i think i've watched i think i've watched them talk to madison bowie a couple of times i mean what would christian juice even say not as much as nick back like christian knows. juice is the f- is is the is the fox of of this team and that nobody knows what sounds his voice makes <laughs> that's so mean amy <laughs> i'm just saying as the only one of the three of us who's actually had a conversation with christian juice i gotta confirm that's not true um so i don't re- what fucking game were we in where we was that the penguins game where i literally almost slid out of my seat i was laughing so hard because we were trying s- the washington capitals have never hit an empty net in their lives oh, oh the washington dun was that the pins game it was like mm-hmm. okay first of all referee devin berg at me on twitter turn on your location i just want to talk <laughs> not good at his job he sucks at his job that dude needs to go back to ref school because i'm pretty sure the first thing they teach you is to not get in the way of passes you know um and then we get to the end of the game we finally score tj oshi and then we get an empty net to shoot on ov rings iron dsp rings iron there's no fucking goalie put it in the net what the hell right in the middle just right i think i yelled something like gee that invisible goalie for the pegs better be called up for the next game too I said, I turned to Jess sitting next to me and I said, there's the Washington Capitals I know and love. Never hit an empty net in their lives. I just, I couldn't stop laughing. I was almost crying. It was so stupid. Do you want to talk about whatever the fuck is going on in Ottawa? Winning is what's going on, strangely. Do you know that's not what I mean? Yeah, I know, but that's... The strangest part of it. Can I tell you that it's really funny that they continue to show Uber ads because Uber is one of their big sponsors <laughs> in the middle of their like arena. They have to, but also <laughs> I have definitely talked shit about my boss in the in a car. Everybody has. Everybody has. And here's the thing. Like, yes, they're young dumb hockeys. Yes, everybody talks shit about their boss. But the minute that that Uber driver said, so what team do y'all play for? And they said Ottawa, that would be the minute that you ke- y'all keep your mouth shut because yeah um that's just common fucking sense disclosed to the uber driver 
that you play for a hockey team and told him the name of the hockey team. But also, is it weird that Ottawa knew about it before it like went viral and like did oh because do anything? because I'm sure somebody one of those boys felt a little guilty. One of those boys knew better. One of the ones that was sitting in the back that didn't say anything. Yeah, one of those boys knew one better the, like, and knew to keep their mouth shut the minute somebody said, "Oh yeah, we play for Ottawa." And it's went not to Matt somebody. Duchesne. No, Matt puts the douche in Duchesne. That dude, he needs to just, he needs to go to the rink, play hockey, and go home. Yeah, he really just needs to. he needs to keep his mouth shut everywhere in between. Oh. I mean, there's shit talking your boss, and then there's, I haven't paid attention in three weeks. Like, dude, you really want to, yeah, no. That makes you look worse than it does your boss. Yeah. Like, maybe you should pay attention. I'm just saying. What, you know, highlight time. Brooks Orpik is dead. Long live Brooks Orpik. I mean... Bowie and Juice looked good against Connor McDavid. They actually did. Like, and then, and the thing I like about them is that they know each other. So, like, Juice kind of fucked up the other night and Bowie covered it. It was nice. Well, and and Bowie's throwing himself all over the ice to play defense these days. Somebody's got to. Like, the number of plays he's made from his stomach in the last three games is a little unreal. Um, Pittsburgh was on a five-game losing streak, which was uh which we were part of um the jersey devils beat them five to one brian boyle scored a natural hat trick against them on their hockey fights cancer night they pulled matt murray at the start of the third period when it was four to one and casey DeSmith allowed the devils to score their first shot on him 19 seconds into the period from travis zajac who wears number 19 and that was marcus johansson's 200th assist the caps also beat the penguins even though they shouldn't have the penguins got penguin and then we got penguin then we got penguin by arizona which was embarrassing Mm. like look we played ourselves because our pk is terrible shit like our p well our pk is missing jay beagle and we'll always be missing jay beagle but it's also Um, missing tom wilson missing brooks orpic and tom wilson right now it's pretty rough yeah the big highlight for me I don't know about you guys, is that, you know what? Everything's been pretty bad, but Jonas Siegenthaler got to play his first NHL game. Yay! Julie could barely contain herself. True. But also, to call back to something else, um, I don't know if you've watched the interview with him, and I guess... I don't know, whoever the interview guy is, Al Koken. Smoke him! The dude with the hair. The dude with the hair. (laughs) Was literally... Oh, you mean Mark Vogel. Like, yeah, you were going to make the opening night roster until Tom Wilson got suspended. And I was like, well, I kind of suspected that was the case, but it's nice to have it confirmed. Mm-hmm. And Jonas is like, yeah, I was kind of mad, but what can you do? And I was like, you are a precious baby, and I'm going to stop talking. We saw his parents at his first game. I think so. At yeah. least we're pretty sure we did. Can't confirm, but possibly. If they weren't, they're very obsessed with him. <laughs> yeah, it was, and look if, a if lot that, like If him. that wasn't his parents, it was a little bit weird. Yeah. Honestly, the game the game against the... So he got to play his first game because John Carlson was out day-to-day with a lower body injury. And honest to God, he would not have been worse to have in the lineup than any other single defenseman who played last night. Mm-hmm. Especially Dmitry Orlov, who had a spectacularly bad game last evening. Oh, boy. Big woof. <sighs> yeah. Like, obviously, I know they're not going to scratch any of those guys. Like... It'll be Madison Bowie who gets scratched to put Jonas in because I guess we can't have more than two brown guys on the ice at one time. Um, Sorry I went there. But even though we did Friday night because 
out of necessity. But I don't know. I would like to see him get more games. He's going on the road trip. One of the games is Montreal, you know, uh, returning to the scene of the crime. Maybe he knows where to sit now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That was Montreal. I couldn't remember Amy where it was. Amy said to me when we were sitting down at warm-ups. Uh, at warm-ups Friday night, she goes, you know, I still have that sign. I should have brought it. And then she's like, he gave me the dirtiest look when he saw that he, sign. <laughs> he did. My Jonas sit here sign. You know who laughed hardest about it, though, was freaking Groovy. It cracked me up. I miss Philip Grubauer. I know. And he was pointing it out to everybody. Like, once he saw it and, like, cackled a little bit about it, he was just, like, nodding over to it when he was out on the ice. Jeez. Okay. Um, let's talk. Uh, we don't really have any thylights other than I've literally written down dicks out for Brian Boyle because I feel Yay! very strongly about Brian Boyle's big dick energy. Search your heart. You know it to be true. And apparently Amy has just I have full a side on piece. embraced... Tyler Sagan. Frat trash possum Tyler Sagan. Frat <laughs> trash possum? Come on. All right. Well, it's Is accurate. Ti- God trash damn it. possum Tyler Sagan. Look... I told somebody the other day, I was like, he's got a weird face, but his face is only like 10% of the appeal. It's true. I mean, it's kind of the whole package. I didn't know how serious Amy was about Tyler Sagan until she was sitting behind me at warm-ups for the Dallas game. (laughs) He was lovely. I saw his belly because he wiped his face with his jersey. And he doesn't wear an undershirt. (laughs) You know, because if you had abs like that, you wouldn't wear a shirt either. That's right. Just walk around, no shirt on. 10 degrees below zero, no shirt. Tell us about your hockey boyfriend, Brian. (laughs) My hockey boyfriend. Oh, man. You can call him your favorite player if it makes you feel more secure. I can't, like... I like see this is the thing about like our Slack group is I'm pretty sure eighty percent of the NHL is taken. That doesn't matter because people claim ability to share. People claim like eight people all at once. Um. All right. Well, if I get to share, then I'm gonna steal one of Amy's and I'm gonna go PK because he's fabulous Uh at everything. He's just wonderful. Do you watch his his Instagram stories and you're like, oh, how can I you love not, this dude? No, he's the best. He was. I really love PK Saban. He was really putting their Uber driver through it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I saw that. <laughs> poor their dude. poor Uber driver was like, his name was Neil. That I remember. He's like, dude, what's your name? He's like, Neil. Wait, did we see different ones? Because the one I watched, the Uber driver's name was Dick. Oh, no, then it certainly was not Dick. I would have remembered that. Because then I, it was Dick the Uber driver because PK repeated it. Um, oh, no. Anyway, now the moment you've all been waiting for. Amy? Brian asks, why are the devils bad? A special live version. <laughs> <laughs> that's like i'm so honored by that theme song you have no idea it's just... it was so somebody, off the top of my head and somebody told so me stuck. earlier today that they had it stuck in their head and i was like oh we're really coming up in the world it was my but yeah all right yeah, i thought well, you were gonna say when we were gonna share brian that you were gonna take brian Bra- Braden hopey from me and then my oh, and i would have no, to no, fight no, you no, no. no you guys share that one all right so usually I try and keep these kind of lighthearted. However, they're so bad right now. They are so <laughs> bad right now. Uh, like, and you both made it a point to say how they weren't bad during the last pot. So I went. They and fucking I... weren't. And now. <laughs> All right. So a little story. I kind of like set out as a joke because I harass Julie at every possible opportunity about the devils. 
Um, I try and warn her. I try to take her off of this path last year before it even started, you know, but she chose to go down this road with this chasing these wayward souls. I, you know, all right, let me put this in perspective. The Friday I took a nap and I woke up to messages from every single piece of social media I have like, oh my God, Jonas is in tonight. And I've never had so many messages on any of my social media since Jojo got traded to the devils. So Jojo got traded to the devils and I'm like, all right, now I'm going to fucking follow the devils because I got to follow my mans, right? Terrible idea. Terrible idea. And I didn't mean to catch feelings, Brian, but I but did. You did. I and I have been feelings on... because fucking Keith and his fucking emojis and his fucking Chipotle and he knows the baby shark dance. And I have been on a mission ever since to show you that these were misguided feelings. You can pry Keith and Kay was... from my cold, dead fingers. Well, here we go. That's Let's just jump that right in, shall nasty. we? Let's just jump right in because today's issue of Why Are the Devils Bad features one Keith Kincaid Uh-oh. and a specific goal scored by Morgan Riley. The fifth goal in the beatdown they got from Toronto. Oh my god. That when was Morgan like... Riley skates by and apologizes to Keith Kincaid for putting the five spot on him. That was the game where we walked out. I think that was Friday night. We walked out of Capital One Arena and Amy's like, oh, how's the Devils game going? And I'm like, oh, and she's oh, like, I don't want to talk about it. And I'm like, I'm like, it's six to one. And, and yeah. I'm like, and they didn't pull Keith. Well, I don't know if you've seen the video, but if you tell me you haven't, I am going to send it over to you right now. I haven't, and I don't he want to. He skates by, and visually, like, there is no doubt that he apologizes to Keith E.K., who looks about as depressed as you possibly could, skating down the ice. Look, it's not Keith's fault. There's literally nothing in front of him at any given None. point in time. There is no you know defense what? whatsoever. Do you know what? Go ahead. He misses, he misses Eddie. Who's going to hold his soft pretzels? Maybe he wasn't fed enough. Sorry. You know, you know what is the other problem is they're trying to make Corey Schneider happen, and Corey Schneider ain't, ain't gonna happen. It ain't happening. Like that. I went, said to Julie, I don't know if I said it on the pod or I said it somewhere else, but I'll say it again. They could. There's a market right now. They could trade Corey somewhere and no. get something for him and bring Eddie back. They could it, trade him to L.A. Uh huh. That's about the only spot really right now. Because they've had every, like, what, well, they're on their fourth goalie or, right now? Or Philly. Yeah, no. They no, they tried to bring... Pickard and um, Lyon. They keep but... trying to work Corey in, and it's not working. Corey, I'm sorry, Corey's just not as good a goalie as they want him to be. Keith is clearly better. Now, yes, now. Corey, he used to be a good goalie. He was a really good goalie. Yeah, well, you can say that about a lot of goalies. Yeah. Yeah. Except for maybe Michael Neuvirth. Never Michael Neuvirth. Leave Newbie alone. Hello, Newbie. I, I have such a soft spot for Hello, Newbie. <laughs> and yet you call him Hello, Newbie. Well, that's because he is. Look he at him. Like Hello, Kitty. He is. Look, okay. And you don't understand. People that look why like cats are adorable. All right. looks like a kitten. Yes, and he's adorable. People, humans that look like cats are adorable. I can't help it. I don't know. Michael Norbert's <laughs> adorable. Oh, he's a <laughs> cheater. Yeah, well, that's true. Wait, what? I mean... Do you mean, was... like, in his personal life? Yes. Oh, okay. I was not going to bring that up, because I guarantee you, every time Neuverth gets brought up, all I can think about is how he knocked up Gudis' sister. Like, of yeah. all the people... <laughs> You're gonna risk that beatdown? I shouldn't find that as funny as it is, but dude, I... dude it's funny. Also, it's she got all the hot funny. jeans. 
because she's hot. Yeah, no doubt. And he looks like an ogre. So much. Yeah. So why are the devils bad? God, I wish I knew. Well, because Keith misses his friend Eddie. That's my theory. Not good though. Did you know I looked it up actually because I was looking because I didn't want it to be really, really awful. Like I wanted to come in here with something a little lighter. They have the worst home road split in the league right now. Oh, yeah. They have one shit on the road. Because, well, and if you think about it, they're so top heavy. That top line is everything for them. They tried to shuffle up that top line and it did not work. No. They moved, nope. um, they moved, they dropped Nico down a line and moved Zaka up and it, not Zaka, uh, Zajac up and it just, it yeah. didn't, it, it lasted for, I think, two minutes. I would say Zaka's not working either. Zaka got sent down. Yeah. And that's um, the problem. They don't have a second line at all. They have no, they have nothing outside of the top line. They don't. Please don't insult their second line. Jojo's, sorry. Jojo's doing his goddamn best out there. Julie will knife you. Look, he's doing what he can with not much to work with. <laughs> he is running their second power play Dude, unit. Dude, he did that with the Caps a lot. He is running their second power play unit. You should see it without him. The night we were there and he didn't play because he was sick, their second power play unit, they might as well not even put that thing out there. Fucking run Taylor Hall into the ground because that second power play unit, like, declined the penalty. It was bad. But yeah, no, I, the Devils are bad right now. But so are the Caps. Ugh, Who fucking stop. knows? I don't want to hear that. Well, they are. It's true. This has been Brian asks, why are the devils bad? So and are, they are the caps. Um, we did have a couple of listener questions. I got a question in um, from my friend Katie, who's a Dallas Stars fan. Dallas didn't trade for Eric Carlson, supposedly, because what Ottawa wanted was Miro Heiskanen. Um, now that Heiskanen is actually playing, was it worth the refusal? Um, yes, because he's on my fantasy team, and he's pretty damn good. Dude, I like I what I wrote as an answer, yes, yes enthusiastically yes because i'll tell you what i follow the stars somewhat and every time i saw him skating out paired with klingberg i was like oh this is my nightmares this is my nightmares and we're gonna die so two offensive defensemen out there at the same time who are like fucking snipers yeah that's not what i want and i guess the stars are leaning on him pretty heavily because i did read earlier today he's skating 30 minutes a night while klingberg's on ir like they're going all in on this kid well he deserves it he's good like now that i've seen him play dude they were right not to like Carlson, like, yeah, Carlson's great, but he's older. If they've got Heisken in and they can lock him down and he turns out to be Carlson level, like, fuck. Our next question is from Karen and she wants to know, is my no goalie fantasy team strategy brilliant or idiotic? I mean, she beat me last week. So as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> it's brilliant. Our score but... is so weird. <laughs> she but beat... that's what you get when you put somebody like Michael in charge. He did put Michael in charge. I mean, he's done. <laughs> How do we let that happen? Um, I, well, I don't think we had much of a choice. He came in and took over because Pete wasn't doing it. Damn it, Pete. It's all Pete's fault. Blame Pete. Thanks a lot. Um, yeah, she did. She kicked it. Like, okay, so here's what happened. Karen originally had goalies because it doesn't let you draft without drafting goalies. But then she picked up too many centers. So we made a, tra- I traded her Kevin Fiala for Ryan Johansson and she still had too many centers. She's like, do you want a center? Do you want this center? Do you want that center? I'll trade you. She was trying to the- give them away. Like she was like tossing them out. You get a center and you get a center. So now she's gotten rid of all her goalies. Which just, doesn't alleviate the too many centers. And it actually led to a whole who's on first situation when we were going up the escalator <laughs> in the game with Nikki the other night. Because we were talking about how Karen didn't have any goalies. 
And Nikki was like, what, her goalies suck? I'm like, no, she has no goalies. Literally. She's like, well, who does she have? And I'm like, no. Nobody. She has no goalies. Literally not a single fucking goalie on that team. Nobody's in the net but Sidney Crosby and Yevgeny Malkin. And the caps are ringing pipes and anyway. Phil Castle. She does. She's got an alarming number of penguins. She does. And her one penguin outscored me in Pims like the first night Amy of the week or whatever the hell it was. Penalty the penalty minutes category from like the beginning of the week after Yevgeny Malkin got tossed. Like it was over. The end. Without I mean, that, I might have won that category actually. It's a small by the end of the sample week. size, but so far seems like he, uh, it's a brilliant strategy. Mm-hmm. Can't argue with success. We'll see how I mean, this week turns out. I don't know. I hope she's not playing me. My goalies suck. Let's see. I'm actually in here looking at my fantasy right now. Who are you playing this week? You are playing... Not me, because I already won. Oh, we'll play again. You are playing DSP3K. Oh. I feel like I've already played them, too. Who is that Joshua person? Well, yeah. I, um, I played them already. Not to shit on my goalies, but I have Keith Kincaid, Ben Bishop, and Scott Darling. So imagine how this is going for me. Well, I'm playing Sheena this week. Beta. From Karen, what was the $40 million for Capital One Arena renovations actually spent on other than <laughs> seats with cup holders, giant screens in the concourses, which only show ads, as Brian and I discussed at length last night, and self-service food and drink places where you can't use vouchers? I mean, that pretty much covers it because you know what else it didn't cover? Mm. Putting a speaker system back in the concourse so that you could actually listen to the game while you were not inside the arena. You know what didn't cover? Fucking sinks and shit that actually work. Toilet stalls that lock. Oh my god, yes. That's my favorite thing is when you go into the warm Toilets that don't overflow? Stay shut. The nachos were good though. The nacho, uh, I didn't have the nachos, but I did have tachos from the like fucking build your own tots or build your own whatever. Over the top is what it's called. And this is the Over one stand, the, top. the one stand that everyone talks about because it's also the pour your own beer stand. So the line's always ridiculous. So you go up and you can like build your own nachos, build your own tots, whatever. If they have all the shit, like if you want to do that, do it during the first period or maybe the beginning of the second, because by the end of the second, they don't have shit to put on your shit anymore and they don't make more. Well, and Brian and I were talking about there's also a place that sells um, ice cream and cookie dough. Which is a horrible idea. No, you're wrong. No. And clearly most of the arena thinks you're wrong because shit is sold out by the second intermission every fucking game. Mm. I understand. Like, literally, Nikki and I went down the other night because, I don't know, the caps were getting a mud hole stomped in them some night. And I was cranky. And I was like, let's go get ice cream. So we went down and shit was closed. And I was like, the fuck? Oh, was it after the second intermission though? Because they closed the ice cream. Like, they do last call. They close everything after as it if, was, as if it ice was, cream was beer, like no, no. no more ice cream after 10. No, it was at the beginning of the second intermission. It was after the second period. It was closed. Everything else was open, but shit was sold out. Frustrating. I just want But the renovations aren't done. Uh-huh. So there's what? still more coming. Says who? Says me. Brian, Brian's insider <laughs> knowledge. Oh, Brian's insider okay. trading. Yeah. Alright. I thought you were going to say Tony. Then I would have really believed you. No. Well, no, this is actually this is better than Tony because Tony, he has to toe the company line a little bit here. Yeah. You know, how we found out literally any other information about it all summer. <laughs> oh, well, that's true. <laughs> Come on. But yes, it would be nice if on those really big honking screens they might oh i don't know show the game and well, yeah, just have the audio that. call of the game somewhere mm. that really pisses me off like i used to count on being able to hear john walton in the bathroom if i was there and things were going on 
I will say this. do that anymore. Any avenue you have to voice concerns or complaints about that, do it. Because the team is hearing, actually, and it's going through uh, the organization. And steps might be taken soon to uh, remedy that issue. Oh, okay. Because I mentioned it to Nick, my ticket person. Yeah. Whose name it's, rhymes with something else? Nick, um, who is not Tony the Ticket Pound. He is He's not, not Tony, and I miss Tony. That was rude, Jules. That was look. It is what it is, dude. <laughs> She's hurt. He's young, he's young and new, and I kind of want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I also want to kind of put him through the ringer and go, look, here are my problems. Fix them. <laughs> no, do it, because, uh, like I said, uh, my buddy, he... Uh, all right, I have a friend that uh, he works at Capital One, and, like, yeah, they're hearing uh, all this stuff, and they're actually putting in some new stuff, and uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Will we? We will. <laughs> That's all. I can't. I'm not going to give any more. Brian. Let me get my buddy Brian's fired. Us. Oh, <laughs> no, no names are being named. I'll even cut that out if you want me to. Um, our go. last question is from Rashley. What's the most obnoxious question you've ever got from a listener that doesn't actually listen to the cast? Uh, this one. That one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, you know, the Michael Rashley school of trolling. I got to get in. I'm. No, don't do that to yourself, Brian. You are Papa Slack, and you it's always be Papa Slack, and you can't do that to yourself. It is an art form. He's it really... is, but you know, it's only for certain people, and you're not that kind of people. I couldn't do it. I tried. He did try it. for a while. It was so <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just pulled up the video that you sent. Morgan Riley is the best. I love Morgan Riley. He should be captain of the Leafs. <laughs> Oh my oh, shit. What? Sorry, I refreshed Twitter and saw that Columbus is up one over Dallas, which I hate. Fucking Columbus. Yeah, but they're going to be bad by the All-Star break cuz they have to trade their whole team away. They haven't resigned anybody, have they? No. They're screwed. They don't know it yet. Who's going to get Oh no, Panarin. Oh no, and Panarin Bob. is there. Panarin yeah. hasn't resigned. Oh, you're right. Panarin's are and, uh, and Bob. I don't know if Panarin's yeah. RFA or UFA at the end of the season. I, only, I think they're both UFAs at the end of the season. Only their best goal scorer and Vesna trophy winning goalie. Only those two guys. <laughs> Easily. Pretty replaceable. Oh, yeah, totally. And Panarin doesn't want to be there, so... Not not even a little. I can imagine that living in fucking Columbus, Ohio reminds him of his boondocks town <sighs> that he came from in Russia. After Chicago? Jesus. So next time we might talk about a Jersey road trip. I'm sure there will be other what's the message, Gary. Like that's going to be all our podcast turns into. Until... <laughs> we can just call it that. <laughs> We're renaming the podcast to <laughs> what's the message, Gary. Until at least until Gary Bettman changes his tune on. He's going to be getting the message. Well, what is the fu- what's the fucking message? Um, we might be able to talk about Tom Wilson again. <laughs> like I really want to do that. What else? What else? The guys are on a road stint. Starts tomorrow. Yeah, back on the road. That's Screwed. The wild and we won't. And somebody else. That is going to be a brutal road trip. The Wild, Winnipeg. Montreal's in there somewhere. Montreal's the last game. It's the Wild, Winnipeg, Avalanche Friday night. So we'll see. Look at to see our beautiful Groovy. The most handsome Swede in the league. I hope Obi likes the most handsome. The most handsome who in the league? Swede. German. German. Oh. Oh no, she's talking about Gabe. Yeah, he is. She is. I I missed that at first too, Brian. Got it. Kind of like you know when Julie missed the whole point of the question about who that most handsome Swede no, in the, the league best was. L- Swedish-born left wing in the league. Fucking leave me alone. <laughs> 
See, expert trolling by Michael. I just, I <laughs> so not so subtle. If the so subtle. Of your trolling doesn't even get it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the other person that you're talking to did. Oh, that was. Amy so had to. Amy had to fucking explain it to me. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's what? art. I yelled at him from our Twitter account, and Julie was like, "What? What happened?" And I was like, He's like "Julie." He's like Picasso. It's just so beautiful. Now I'm a fucking idiot. I have no appreciation for it. <laughs> Mainly because it pisses me off exactly the way he wants it to. Then you should have appreciation for it. No, I know, but I, I, I don't. I don't. I, I shouldn't say that. I have appreciation for it. I don't have any respect for it whatsoever. <laughs> so, all right. We're going to stop talking about Michael. He's never going to hear this. Um, exactly. Because he's a dick who asks questions and then doesn't listen to the podcast. So, or says he doesn't. As always, please feel free to hit us up on Twitter at PuckerUpPod. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear them. If you have any other questions about arbitration or labor laws or the collective bargaining agreement, I'm sure we could um, get Brian to answer them for you. He has a wonderful font of knowledge and we'd like to ha- uh, thank Brian for coming on and, and doing all this with us. And sorry, we couldn't thank have you, you Brian. over to sit yes. on my couch and get drunk with us while we did this the way we normally do. But uh, yeah. sorry, sorry you time. missed out on drunk times at my house, but next time we'll do it. We'll, we'll make um, that happen. You know, the Friday night game versus the avalanche, we could do like a late night drunken. <laughs> I will be nine Amy. I, you know, I hate a late night game game you know i, I will be game. in I... vegas so oh you bitch <laughs> la de freaking da sorry not sorry not gonna make that one well have <laughs> a ridiculously large frozen drink for us oh you you know it thanks for having me though this was a lot of fun it's yay fun. thanks for fun coming to have you on to talk or have you around to talk about some some hockey and uh have you give me shit about the devils so. <laughs> love the pod. Love the pod. You guys are great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We love you, too. We love you, Brian. <laughs> All right. So we will, God, hopefully have some closure on literally anything next next time. Yeah. And will we do it before or after Thanksgiving? After, probably. Ooh. Have to be after, I think. Yeah, because, I mean, Thanksgiving is a week from, two weeks from Thursday. Is it two weeks? No, it's a week from Thursday. It's yeah. So, yeah, it will it would be after Thanksgiving anyway. All right. Well, then next time we'll talk turkey. Uh, and yeah, since I have pescatarian relatives, turkey substitutes. Gross. I know. Um, all right. Hit us up on Twitter, PuckerUpPod, or send us an email at PuckerUpPod at gmail.com. I think that's and it. And don't wait until we ask you for questions to ask us questions. Yeah. If you hear something you want to talk about let us know go ahead and give us a review and a rating on itunes so that more people will see us hopefully yay um, we'd really appreciate it thanks for listening bye